When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. So not a bad turnout at the comics lab or the web comics lab yesterday. Uh, if you listened to the, yesterday's Thunder Punch Daily, you may have heard that I was getting ready to head out to this event that uh, I guess I sort of instigated it. I mean, I proposed it to the library as a thing and then handed it over to them and said, okay, guys, you if you want to do it, you make it happen. Um, I'm just a participant. I'm not, you know, the, oh, what would be the word? The master of ceremonies for this thing. And I mean, and, and there's a real, there's a reason I wanted to approach it that way is because like, you know, part of my goal as uh, when I started doing teaching, uh, teaching comics classes in the Ann Arbor area was I, w- I was hoping that eventually it could spiral out through things like Kids Read Comics, through things like the Comics Artist Forum at the library, the classes I do in the summer at the library, and all the classes that I teach year-round in Ann Arbor, is that uh, could use all that to foster up a Ann Arbor comics community that I could be a part of. Right. So like, you know, I haven't heard this, this kind of argument thrown around in years, but you know, they used to be like some kind of competitive stuff of like, oh, if you want to live in the right comics town, you got to live in New York city or you got to live in, uh, I don't know, you know, Orlando, or you got to live in, uh, Austin. Uh, like, again, I haven't heard any kind of those arguments lately, but, uh, my attitude was once I settled in Ann Arbor is like, well, why don't just make your own community, you know, connect with local people and see what you can build in your area. And, you know, not every area is going to be able to support that. And that's been one of the challenges with the stuff I've been doing in Ann Arbor is I found that the teaching work, uh, the teaching projects that I do are doing great. Um, I have no trouble finding students for all my comics classes that I teach but getting the teenagers and grown-ups to get together once in a while to all draw together is a different thing altogether. And there's a lot of reasons for that, I'm sure. And, and this is something I've been wrestling with and crunching on for several years as I've tried various different events to get people to turn out. Um, and there's a lot of tensions that come into play. Like when you say, like, oh, well, I uh, want this to be accessible to children or to, or to teens at least. Well, that changes the dynamic uh, because then if professionals are there and you've got like teenagers there, you've got, uh, you know, wide gaps in experience and expertise, which causes potentially some friction sometimes. At least it changes the tone, right? Because uh, if if you're going, and I guess this is where I should back up and say, we had a decent turnout. And, And despite the fact that we had a bad snowstorm, the night of, like right after I finished recording the Thunder Punch Daily to get ready for the comics lab, um, it started snowing like crazy and like there was all these accident reports and like, warning, you know, your commute time is going to be doubled. Um, yet people came all the way, people drove 45 minutes to come to this thing, you know, like, like 50 miles away, uh, which was very encouraging. But it's been slow going. It's been a slow going process getting more and more people to come to the Web Comics Lab. And this is not to discuss my 
project or promote my project as such, but more of, again, the opportunity shows up and says, why? Why has it been slow going? And there's a lot of, like, when it comes to doing public events at, think, at places like the library, at art centers, um, there, there's, there's X factors that you have no control over. Like one of the things that I've, I've heard across the board from people who do public events is like, if the weather's too good, people won't come. If the weather's too bad, people won't come. You know, so you got to have just the right kind of weather for people to want to leave their houses to go do a thing. Also, in a town like Ann Arbor with a lot of resources and a lot of activities going on, I mean, it, it, geographically, it's a very small town, but there's a lot of stuff to do here. I've complained about that. As a matter of fact, tonight I was teaching a class at the same time that Francoise Mouly... Um, from the New Yorker, cartoonist and uh, you know spouse of Art Spiegelman, was doing a talk, a free talk in downtown Ann Arbor. And I really wanted to go, but I had to teach a class. There's a lot of stuff to do, and so it, it, it's understandable why, like, even in my classes that kids pay for, kids' parents pay for, they don't show up every week. Um, it's just so many competing things. So there, there's, like, X factors you can't control. But then I asked myself, okay, what, what, what are you trying to do here, Jerry? You're trying to start a thing or help start a thing to build a community for cartoonists to feel like they have a safe and comfortable place to go to meet up with other local cartoonists and share the work they're doing, get some thoughtful feedback, critique, and maybe even build something together. Maybe like partnerships and collaborations will come out of this thing. Who knows? But um, my big headline was, is I, I, you know, I, my initial thinking was that I really wanted to help bring about something that would entice cartoonists to get out of their studios and go and make FaceTime with one another because that's something that I, I personally feel that we should we need to do for our own health is uh, hang out with our, our, you know, our peers, our compatriots, and get to talk about our work in an unfiltered way, that, in a way that it's like, you know what it's like when you're trying to explain your visual storytelling passions to somebody who doesn't do anything like that, right? It, it, there's always a translation that has to come into play. Well, wouldn't it be nice to have an unfiltered place where you don't have to make those translations and just share neat stuff with one another? Uh, but then, again, we got to come back to, okay, well, that's what you, that's your sort of gut reaction thing you want, Jersey. Well, what is it that you, Jersey, wanted when you were first reaching out to different cartoonist communities? Because I've been trying to work with and participate with communities, gosh, since 1993, a long time now. Like when I graduated high school, I know I've told the story years ago, um, I joined a, a, a comics community on, uh, on the campus of a local university, like in the town where I grew up. And uh, I remember that I was very excited about it. It's like, wow, all these, all these people make comics and I make comics and we're all going to make comics together and we're going to print comics together and we're going to use school funding to print an anthology and I get to be a part of this. It's really cool. But then there were things that weren't so cool about the organization that bummed me out and, uh, and eventually I, I left it. I, I just sort of dropped out of the whole thing. Um, okay, so let's look at that experience. Let's look at past failed uh, experiments. Let's look at the experiences you had and the takeaways that you got and let's ask yourself, what do you want from a community and you want to participate in what would it get you to leave the house to go be a part of what would make you say oh i can't miss out on this right uh and and i jotted down a few notes as to what i think those things are and then i got some closing thoughts on this so like one is like clear purpose what are they trying to achieve what is what's the one sentence thing that they're trying to do with this thing and it, it doesn't have to be any kind of like physical object that's being made or any kind of like grandiose 
plan of what needs to be made. It's just like, what is the goal? Is the goal just hanging out and drawing together? Awesome. Okay, now I know. And what I get to decide whether or not that's for me. And then also, you know, as I think about this, I have to evaluate what do I want? You know, like, do I want, like, when they, I look at their purpose, I look at what's my purpose? What, what is the thing I want to achieve by going out and connecting with other uh, creators? Is it pure camaraderie? Is it looking for friendship? Is it looking for uh, potential collaborators? Is it networking? Let's, let's put those things, you know, let's make those things explicit and put them on paper so that I can know whether or not this is something I want to spend my time on. Uh, so clarity on the part of the, the organizers of the event and clarity on the part of the participants. Um, another thing I look for is a variety of disciplines and expertise, right? So uh, is this a group of people I can learn from? You know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't get a big kick out of uh, feeling like the top dog in any kind of crowd. I really get excited when I'm surrounded by people who I perceive to be smarter than me uh, or have more skills in a certain area than me. Oh man, you know how to do coloring in such a way that I don't know how to do. I bet you've got a lot that you can teach me. Uh, oh, you found this really clever way to automate certain things in Photoshop so as to speed up the process. Uh, I, don't, I don't really mess around with, with uh, actions in Photoshop that much. Cool. I, I mean, this is why I do the podcast stuff that I do. This is why I do Comics Are Great. This is why I do Lean Into Art. Um, because inviting interesting and intelligent people to talk with me is a great way for me to learn new things. So I would look at the group. Who's in the group? And are there disciplines in there that are um, outside of my field of expertise so I could, you know, learn from them? Uh, this is going to be in tonight's Lean Into Artcast, by the way. We're going to talk a little bit about curiosity and how important that is in order to work with other people. Uh, and then the other one, and this comes from one of my negative experiences in working with different comics communities, is uh, how does critique happen? What is the tone of the critique? And is the critique useful? Is the critique intended to help elevate your work? Is it intended to help improve what you're doing? However it's delivered. Uh, or is it mm, less than useful? Is it more, you know, sort of like uh, shot from the hip and more based on emotional reaction without any kind of real analysis to give you any kind of usable, actionable data uh, based on somebody's, uh, you know, observations of your work? Those are three of the big ones. Now, here's where I wrap up my thoughts on this, is that once I did that, then I thought, oh, gosh, yours, this is information that you could use to help refine the messaging of the webcomics lab. Clear purpose. What's the purpose? Well, the purpose that I've stated so far, or that the library has stated, is uh, opportunity to get to hang out with other cartoonists, get some uh, dedicated drawing time, uh, get some coaching from a visiting artist, and hopefully the work that you create will be included in a publishing project on the library's website. Okay, that's, that's pretty clear, but there's a lot of messages in there. How can we clarify that message? And, and thinking about the user, the people who come to this thing, what do they want to achieve? How can I respond to their needs? And that would be something where polling would come into play, you know, uh, you know surveys, uh, reaching out to people and asking them. Like, if, if, if there was one thing that would get you to leave the house to go hang out with cartoonists, what would it be? You know? And again, this isn't like salesmanship trying to get them into something that they don't want. It's about listening to them to find out what they do want and see if that fits into the overall structure of the thing that we got or does the thing need to be restructured. A variety of disciplines and expertise. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. The people who are showing up uh, come from a, a variety of skill sets and backgrounds. You know, we've got 
people who are not cartoonists but are in uh, investigating, uh, you know, uh, cartooning as a hobby. We've got people who are professional cartoonists who uh, are doing their own web comics and doing published work who are showing up to this thing. So uh, we've got that, but can we broaden that? That can we in, entice more people with different fields of expertise to come to this thing? And I think we can answer that partially with the visiting artist guests that the library brings in. So like at this last one, we had Greg Shegel of the Steph Said Show, StephSaidShow.com. I've mentioned it a bunch of times. It's a great podcast. He's also a great cartoonist and a really nice guy. And he came in and gave it, he just dropped a boatload of information about lettering uh, to the group. It was great. It was so great. Uh, so again, you know, it, it, I think about myself as a teenager when I was first getting involved in comics communities. If I could have gone to something where somebody who had 20-something years of experience at companies like Marvel and DC uh, and Nickelodeon to give me that much information about lettering, oh, that would be priceless to me. Uh, how does critique happen and what is its tone? Now, that's something that uh, I think that uh, I, I'm going to have to talk with the folks at the library to see about uh, refining. Is I wonder if there needs to be some kind of uh, formal activity where critique happens because right now it's happening very informally and it's like on a one-on-one -on -one basis and maybe that's, maybe that's good. Maybe that's something where after polling the, the people who are participating and people who might participate, that is something that if... I can find out if that's something they would like to have more as a formalized activity so that they could, uh, you know, set expectations. And then if it's something that happens on the tail end of the, of the event, if they don't want to show up for the first half of the event, as long as they make it to the end, so they can get the critique on their work, you know? Um, yeah. But, um, and these, these are only like really rough, unfocused thoughts on this. It's something I'm going to have to chew on even more. But I think those gut reaction three points are something that uh, I, can, I can use as a, a data point to help me refine the messaging of this thing and refine the activities within the thing. And again, not that I'm in charge of it, but I get to give a lot of it. I'm, I'm an advisor, I guess, is the way to put it. I'm, I'm an advisor to the event uh, as, as we slowly build it into something else so that eventually I can you know, fade into the background and become just a general participant, and that'll be super, super fun for me. So... Yeah, that's something I was thinking about today. Thinking about the webcomics lab and how to take it to the next step. So, love to hear what you guys think about this, actually. Uh, what, <laughs> here I am talking about, like, I could send out surveys. I've got this thing right here that you're listening to right now. So, I'm going to say this. Reach out to me on Twitter, at Jersey on Twitter, or Google+, Jersey Droz on Google+. The, the great thing about Google+, is it's set up to give me email notifications if anybody at mentions me. And then the other great thing I like about it is you can direct message uh, just by, you know, typing plus Jersey Droz and then typing a message and it'll only be shared with me unless you click that public button on there. But either way, one of the two, uh, reach out to me and, and if you could let me know, this would be ex exceedingly helpful to me. And as you know, I'm always happy to share my results so that this would be the kind of thing where we could open source what we did so that other people could start up, sim start up similar things in their towns. But if you could let me know, what would be, like if, if, if you opened up the newspaper or opened up your flipboard or whatever way you get news information and you saw comics group meeting here, this is the thing we're going to be doing. What would that thing be that would make you say, oh my gosh, I can't miss that? And that would be awesome information for me to have. Uh, like I said, and then I would put it back into the webcomics lab and uh, share my results so that other people can start something similar. So who am I? Jersey Droz, cartoonists and teaching artists. Comics are great.com, boulderandfleet.com, artsoundoff.com. That's the big one, artsoundoff.com. This month, month of November 2014, 
Uh, I and my buddy Rob Stenzinger are recording a daily audio journal for the entire month, and we've opened the challenge to the whole world, and a bunch of great cartoonists and visual storytellers are chirping and chiming in uh, with their own audio journals every day, and you can find out and listen to them all by going to the Art Sound Off hashtag. You can find out how to participate yourself. There's, you know, 10 days left um, by going to artsoundoff.com. So I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. And until then, remember, everybody. You've all seen how Orko's magical tricks don't always go the way he planned. Sometimes they backfire on him. The same thing is true of practical jokes. Sometimes they don't go the way you planned, and you or someone else can get hurt. So be sure and think twice before playing a joke or a trick on anybody. Might not go the way you planned, and someone could wind up losing a finger or an arm or maybe even an eye. And no joke is worth that, is it? See you again soon. Bye.